Blog Talk Radio. Can we can we try it here? Let's try it here. What? continually be in my mouth. Well, welcome tonight to a Word from God radio broadcast on blogtalkradio.com. 
I am your radio hostess this evening, Evangelist Rebecca Collier Hagler. And I want you to know tonight that God has a designed word especially for you. Psalms 119 and 11 says, Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. By keeping God's word in our heart, it keeps us living a holy life if we obey God's word. And then Psalms 119.105 says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. And this means that uh, God's word will illuminate our steps as we walk towards our purpose and in our destiny in Christ Jesus. Well, I thank you tonight. It's been a while since I've been on the air. Uh, I've been doing a lot of different things. I've um, just completed some classes at at school, and also I um, was in our women's conference. I'm on their committee, so it's just been kind of a hectic time for me. So I stopped doing the radio broadcast for a couple of months, but um, God is good, and I'm so, so glad to be back on the air. It looks like I may have a call. Hello, you're on the air. Uh, yes, hi. I was just in listening mode. I um, was just listening on the on, on the. Oh, on, okay. Uh, so you just want to listen. You didn't want to talk, huh? <laughs> yeah. Sorry about that. Okay. Yeah, I just wanted to Okay, I'll just go ahead and keep you on hold, okay? Thank you. All right, sweetheart. Thank you for calling, though. I appreciate that, for listening in. You're welcome. Bless you. Thank you. God bless you, too. Well, it brings me great joy. It brings me great joy to come before you tonight here on blogtalkradio.com and to share a word from God with you. Now, after the broadcast tonight, if you would look on our webpage, uh, which is blogtalkradio.com slash a word from God, there is a button there that says uh, to follow. And so I ask that you would push that button and that you would follow our broadcast. And this just lets me know that you're listening, and it lets me know Uh, that you are following our broadcast. And I want to say thank you to all who have been following the broadcast. Uh, Thank you for your encouraging words and for your support. Just want to let you know that I truly do love you all. It is such a blessing. And then also um, I would like for you to uh, visit our website, which is a wordfromgod.webs.com. You can visit our site and you can see a lot of uh, different things that I have there on the site. I'm still in the process of of uh, doing some changing on some things, but uh, bear with me, just bear with me. Also, if you would like to uh, email me, my email address is a wordfromgod3 at aol.com. I would love to hear from you. If there is uh, a special prayer request or something that you want to just say to me, please email me. Again, that is a word from God 3 at AOL.com. 
Uh, right now, I'm probably not going to be doing the Wednesday morning show for a while. I'm getting myself uh, back into being back on the radio. I'm, I'm just so excited. I'm a little nervous on tonight. It's been a while since I've been on the air. But I just thank and praise God for his blessings. I thank him for the wonderful time we had at our church service today. Our, our bishop preached a mighty word uh, talking about waiting on God, being in the waiting room. And we learned how to wait on God this morning and deliverances and all kinds of great things took place. So I'm I'm ecstatic, I'm happy, I'm a little nervous, I'm excited. So just bear with me on tonight that I can get all of my bearings back and that uh, uh, that I can share this word uh, that I have tonight that, that God has given to me to give to you. Also, I would like for you to visit my uh, website, which is uh, ladybelovelyfashions.net. I do sell women's clothing and men's uh, church suits and business suits. I have a lot of great things on my uh, on my website. We do try to keep our um, our prices at a very minimal cost. We do try to make everything uh, affordable. And so I would like for you to go on to our website and just take a look and um, uh, see what fantastic, what fabulous-looking pieces of clothing. We carry a lot of things for church and usher uniforms and different things like that. So we would love to have you go on and take a look at everything that we have there. So before we get into the Word of God, I'm going to play a little song for you. I just want to get you into a a mode of worship, a mode of praise, just to give God glory. Let God know how much you love Him. If you know the song, I pray that you'll sing it along. But I'm just asking you to get yourself into a spirit of worship. Get yourself into a spirit where you want to hear uh, what God is saying in this day, this time, and this age. There's some awesome things that God wants to say to us tonight. And and what the message is about tonight is about you did run well. Who hindered you? So many of us have been hindered in our walk with Christ. Many of us have stopped. Many of us have given up. And I don't want you to give up. I want you to hang in there. I want you to talk to God. I want you to Move when God say move. I want you to speak when God say speak. I want you to be, have the strength to go forward in the name of our of our of our our mighty Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And so I'm just going to ask you that it's a little worship song by um, by Fred Hammond. I'm just going to ask you just to listen and let the Spirit of God just move over your life in Jesus' name on tonight. God bless you. Enjoy. Yeah, but- 
been assigned to listen to this message on tonight. Be blessed. Let something be said. Let something be done. Let something be spoken, O oh God, that will bring uh, make a change in their life, bring deliverance to their life, bring peace to their life. Father God, bring about a change in their lives on tonight. And, Lord, we thank you and we praise you, and we give you all glory, all honor, and all praise. In Jesus' name we pray. Hallelujah, hallelujah. And on tonight, we're going to be speaking about what is hindering you. Many times in our lives as, as children of God, different things come up that hinder us, that stop us from doing what God has called us to do, stop us from doing what God has 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 mandated that we become that we that 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 we do many times we we sit back and we let the devil steal the victory that God has placed in our life by us not trusting God by us listening to the wrong voice and so my question to you tonight is what is hindering you in the King James Version, it says, you did run well. Who did hinder you that you should not obey the truth? And in the God's Word translation, it says, you were doing so well. Who stopped you from being influenced by the truth? That is the, my, the question tonight that I ask you. You were running well. But something happened along the way that caused you to push back, to move back from what it is that or what it was that God has called you to do. And it caused you to push back in such a way, it hindered you so bad that it caused you not to obey the truth. Well, I want to share with you tonight about a great race. Because it says here, you did run well. You see, in the Christian life, the Christian life is often represented as a race. And we're going to start reading uh, some verses out of uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verses 24 through verse 27. And these will come through the NIV translation, but I just like the way that it reads. Uh, so this is the translation we're going to use tonight, the NIV version. And as I was saying, the Christian life is often represented as a race. Many times you will hear about a race. We've seen races on TV where they're sprinting or where they're, they're doing uh, marathon races, you know, how you prepare for a race. Well, that's us as as Christians. We are in a race. And 1 Corinthians 9, 24 through 27 says this. Do you not know that in a race all runners run, but only one gets the prize? Run in such a way as to get that prize. You will see uh, we all start out running in the same race. We all have the same coach, and the way has been mapped out for us in the playbook, which is the Word of God. Verse 25 says, everyone who competes in the game goes into strict training, and they do it to get a crown. 
that will not last, but we do it. The world does it to get a crown that will not last, but we do it to get a crown that will last forever. The word here says that we are to prepare ourselves by going through a strict training program. We discipline ourselves to follow the rules of this race. Do you discipline yourself in this race? Are you are you following all of the rules? Are you doing everything that's required of you to run this race? Well, one way that we can uh, uh, exercise our bodies or exercise our spirits to run this race to run this race is we will we are to exercise our bodies daily through praise and worship. We are to build a strong, intimate relationship with our coach who is our redeemer, until it becomes a regular part of our lives. See, praise and worship is not just for us to do at church, but praise and worship is something that we do every day. We were created to worship God. And so this is something that we do every day to build a strong, intimate relationship. You see, Jesus is our coach. He 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 tells us what we are to do. He he uh he shows us the playbook, like I said earlier, which is the word of God. And if we follow everything that uh it says, we can run this race and be strong and build an intimate relationship with God. But see praise and worship has to become an everyday part of our lives. It's not just when we go to church. It's not when we get before a corporate body and we lift our hands and we, we have somebody telling us what we need to do. But as children of God on a daily basis, you need to sit and and. Pick a specific time, whether it's early in the morning, whether it's while the kids are at school, whether it's late in the evening, that you can spend time praising and worshiping God, putting on your favorite praise tape. Or maybe you're a songstress or or, or, or a, a singer yourself, uh, a worshiper yourself, and begin to worship and praise God on a daily, daily basis. Now, we are to put ourselves on a strict diet by fasting and praying, being careful of what we put in our bodies or in our ear gates or our eye gates. What are we listening to on a daily basis? What are we watching on a daily basis? We don't allow our bodies to consume poisonous junk like gossip or unforgiveness or bitterness or hatred or anger. Why? Because we want to keep our eyes on the prize. We don't want to allow ourselves to be a trash bin or a garbage bin where we're just listening to all kind of things that are really wounding and disrupting our spirit, that are, that's disrupting our flow in the things of God. God wants to talk to us, but when we're so busy putting junk in our spirit, listening to junk, even talking junk, or maybe we have unforgiveness or bitterness or hatred or anger, uh, this morning I went before the Lord at church 
because I I I often feel angry, and I don't know why, but I realize that it's a curse. It's a it's it's a family curse in my family that brought about this spirit of anger. But I broke that thing on this morning in our service. We broke that spirit, and that spirit can no longer attach itself to me nor to my family. Why? Because I want to run this race the way that I am supposed to. Philippians 3.14 says, I press towards the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. The price or goal in the natural race is whatever it is that you're trying to obtain. I mean, maybe it might be a job, maybe it might be a car. And and these are things that even we who are spiritual want to obtain, but it's not the most important thing in our lives. But there are some people in the natural that it's only material things that they go after. They don't go after the things of the spirit. But for the spiritual race, it is a bigger prize, one that gives us total access to all that God has for us, not only here, but also in heaven. In the midst of running for the main prize, there are other prizes that God has for us right here on earth. Now, as I was saying earlier, we just came out of our women's conference where we had a glorious time. But in our women's conference, we also like to give out door prizes and gifts and different things like that. Our pastor, she's a very giving uh, woman, and so we like to give gifts and do special things. So uh, we gave away several prizes. And sometimes when you go to different conferences and seminars and, and different kinds of things where you're you're going somewhere and you're learning how to do certain things, they give certain prizes out. So there are the little small prizes that they give away, like gift cards or maybe luggage or maybe a, a, a dinner for two, and maybe there's a, a prize above that, maybe where you get a hotel stay or you get a a $1,000 uh, prize or something like that. But then after that, there is what we call the grand prize, the ultimate prize, the one prize that everybody wants. But some people don't qualify for that prize. You may have had to do something awesome, or maybe you had to give up a lot of give up a lot of your time, uh, sacrifice time with your family, or maybe you were on a team and you were the team leader, or you were the 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 director of the team, and and everybody had to work towards that goal, but only one person, the leader or the director of that team, won that grand prize. Well, we too, as children of God, there is a grand prize. That is why we are running in this race. We are running for the ultimate prize. God says we can only win this prize, though, is if we endure all the way to the end. Now, these prizes or gifts are things that uh, that we need for this major race. There there are things that God gives you. There are certain benefits even before we get to the the main prize, which is uh, uh, at the end of our life when we stand before the judgment 
seat of Christ and we receive our rewards and we receive our <clears throat> excuse me our prizes for running this race there are little small prizes that God gives us while we're here on earth here are some of the prizes we get as we run this race we can possibly get the prize called wealth Deuteronomy 8 and 18 says for it is he that giveth us power to get wealth. He may give you the prize of happiness. It says in Job 36:11, if they obey and serve him, they will spend the rest of their days in prosperity and their years in contentment. He may give you joy. It says in Nehemiah 8 and 9 that the joy of the Lord is our strength. Health is another prize. It says in 3 John 1 and 2, Beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health, even as thy soul prosper. And then there's another gift that he gives us. It's the gift of victory, being an overcomer in life's perils and tragedies. The word of God says in 1 John 5 and 4, For whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world, and this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. You see, we need these gifts. We need these little prizes to carry us on in our race towards our ultimate prize. We need the prize of wealth to help us to finance the gospel of Jesus Christ right here on earth, not just uh, for our own financial pleasure, but to also uh, be, be able to finance the things of God that we need to take care of right here on earth. God will bless you financially if you will pay your tithes. And if you will give as he says to give, you can have that prize of wealth. We need happiness to be content in our lives because, you see, nothing else really matters but God. Now, I know you say, well, Sister Becky, my family matters to me. And that's all true. I understand that because my family means the world to me. A lot of different things mean mean things to me. But happiness in Christ, being content in Jesus, nothing else matters to me. Because when everybody else lets me down, I can still be happy in God. We need the joy of the Lord because it says that it gives us strength for the race. When we have joy, I remember there was a gentleman that uh, I believe his name was Charles Capps who wrote a book said, if Satan can't steal your joy, he cannot keep your goods. See, when you're joyful and happy, there's nothing that the enemy can do to you. He can try to take from you. He can do all kinds of things for you. But if you have the joy of the Lord in your life, you can snatch back, you can take back, everything that the enemy has stolen from you. You need to constantly have the joy of the Lord in your life because there's strength in the joy of the Lord. And when you have the joy of the Lord, you've got strength to run this race. We need the health portion. We need health to be strong and to be alert in this race because you see when our bodies are wore out, when our bodies are sickly, we need to take care of our bodies. You get one body in life. 
And you need to take care of the body that God gives you. You need to exercise. You need to eat right. You need to uh, uh, do the things that will strengthen your bones. Uh, You don't have to give up a whole lot of different things. Just don't eat so much of it. But take care of yourself. Take your vitamins. Um, uh, Lose weight so that you don't have to deal with high blood pressure and, and, and you don't have to deal with uh, uh, heart disease and, and, and lower your cholesterol level and, and stop eating so many sweets so that you, you won't have a problem with diabetes. But God will give you health, but you've got to do things to take care of the health because you want to be strong and you want to be alert and you want to be able to fight the enemy when he comes your way. And then we need victory and faith to be a conqueror to be able to stand against the enemy, to to stand tall and cut our enemy down when he comes against us by using the word of God and our faith that we have in Christ against the enemy. All it takes is the word. The word is our sword. And when you begin to speak a word to the enemy, it cuts him. And then the Bible talks about a two-edged sword, so it cuts him when it goes in, and it cuts him when it comes out. And you can defeat your enemy just by having faith in God and by using the word of God, being a skillful uh, swordsman to know how to use that word of God. You see, it is through faith that we are able to run our race. For you see, we have certain plans that God has placed in us that it says in Jeremiah 29 and 11. We have plans. Uh, there are destinies and there are purposes to fulfill before we even get to our main prize. Do you know the plans that God has for you? Do you know your destiny? Do you know your purpose? Because, see, while you're running, while you're running in this race, While you're running in this great race, you're going to run into the plans that God has for you. You're going to run into your destinies that God has for you. You're going to run into your purpose that God has for you. So your question to me might be, well, Sister Becky, what is the prize? Well, let's go to James James chapter 1 and verse 12. And this is what James 1 and 12 says. Blessed is the man who perseveres under trial, because when he has stood the test, he will receive the crown of life that God has promised to those who love him. And also, if you will turn to Revelation chapter 2 and verse 10, and this is what it says. It says, fear none of those things which thou shalt suffer. Behold, the devil shall shall cast some of you into prison, meaning that he will cast you into tribulations and trials and sufferings that may be sometimes hard to bear. But the scripture goes on to say that you may be tried and ye shall have tribulations ten days. Be thou faithful unto death, and I will give thee a crown of life. If you will go through your trials, if you will go through your 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 temptations, if you will go through your sufferings, 
if you will do all of that and keep running unto death, meaning when your life is over or meaning we go up into the rapture, whichever way you get to heaven, the word of God says, I will give thee a crown of life. And not only do we get the crown of life, but we get to spend eternity forever being with our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. In life, we are going to suffer. We are going to have trials. We are going to go through. And we are going to have temptations. There are no exemptions from suffering, trials, and tribulations. But even in our sufferings, we still have to run a good race. We still have to keep our eyes on the prize, which is the crown of life. Know that when you are tried, the reality of your faith is being tested to see how genuine is your faith and if your faith can withstand. I want to say that again. Know that when we are tried, the reality of our faith is being tested to see how genuine is our faith and can our faith withstand or can our faith pass the test. Because if you don't have faith, and the Bible says just as a grain of mustard seed, you don't really have any faith. You must have faith as a grain of mustard seed. Many of you remember the story, I believe it's in Mark 11, and where Jesus uh, was hungry and him and the disciples were walking past the fig tree, and Jesus looked at the fig tree and there were no figs on the tree, so Jesus cursed that tree. And when they came back the next day, the disciples saw that the tree was fully dead. And then uh, they, 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 they were marveled at what they saw. But then Jesus spoke to them and said for them to have the God kind of faith, have faith in God. Do you have faith in God for your journey? Then the verse after that says in Mark eleven twenty three it says for it says whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he says. What are you saying in your race as you are running this race? What are you? See, you need to stop playing faith and have faith. Because, see, when we play faith, then we have to repeat our trial over again until we can gain that God kind of faith. Don't you want to have that kind of faith that when you speak, when you speak, things happen? See, God is not moved by our tears. He is not moved by uh, our temper tantrums. He's not moved by uh, even what we do. God is moved by our faith. That is what he's moved by. He's moved by our faith. And then in this scripture it talks about um, 
uh, how the enemy, after throwing them in prison or throwing them into a uh, a trial or tribulation, that it would be about 10 days. Or you can use it in another term, meaning that the trial will be a short time or a brief time or a certain amount of time or a few days of tribulation, meaning that tribulations will not last long. You see, trials aren't meant to last forever, but how long they last determines how you run the race in your trial. How long are your trials lasting? Or are you having to repeat your trials over and over and over again because you didn't learn from the first trial? And so you have to repeat that trial. You did not let your faith come forth. Because, see, when we use our faith, immediately things begin to start to change. Now, it may not happen like overnight, but in the spirit realm, things begin to change like it did with Daniel. Daniel prayed for 21 days. And he kept praying. He never gave up. He fasted and he prayed and he kept believing God because he knew he was running a race for his life. And then on the 21st day, the angel came and said, Daniel, I'm here. And he said, I've come for thy words. Can the angel of the Lord come for your words? What are you speaking? You see, Daniel kept Speaking words of faith Because see the blessing was on its way down But the enemy came And tried to hinder the angel And begin to fight the angel of the Lord That was bringing the blessing down How long are you going to allow the enemy To hold up your blessing in the air How long are you going to allow the enemy To keep fighting your angel And your angel can't get down to you with the blessing because you are not holding out in faith. Now, do you get mad at God when trials and tribulations come? Do you throw up your hands and you just say, you know what, that's it? Do you say, you know, I quit, I've had enough? Your answer should be no. No, Sister Becky, there is no way on God's green earth. That I want to give up There's no way that I'm throwing up my hands There's no way that I'll ever quit There's no way that I'll tell God That I've had enough There's no way that I'm going to allow myself To get mad at God See we should get mad at the one That's causing the trial And the tribulation And we should come against him He who is our enemy He whose name is Satan Or Lucifer or the devil Or the great dragon That is the one that we are to be mad at. That is the one that we tell, you know what, I've had enough, and I'm not taking this anymore. And when we throw up our hands, we throw up our hands in praise, and we give glory unto God because we know that God has got it all in control. So you see, when you go through, you must persevere. You must read the word more. You must pray more. You must fast more. You must spend more time with the coach, getting his mind and his heart and his direction for your life. Maybe sometimes you might even need to go down a different road, take a detour 
so that you can get back to your course or the trail that you started on to continue your race because maybe temptation might be on that road and it's beckoning you. So maybe you might have to get off and go around another way. Maybe you have to ask God, Lord, show me another way that I can get around this thing so that I can keep my eyes focused on you, that I can continue the journey that you've called me to run. I want you to remember that the race isn't given to the swift, nor is it given to the strong, but it is given to the one who endures to the end. The prize is for those of us who endure to the end no matter what we face in life. The race still must be ran, and it must be ran all the way to the end of life or unto death. We must be bold in our confession. We must hold fast to our faith. We must confess that Jesus Christ and his word are everything. And we must confess that all the way to the end. As we keep running, uh, we look towards the hills from which cometh our help. Our health cometh from the our help cometh from the Lord. We must keep our eyes fastened and glued on Jesus because Jesus is standing there with the prize. And when we make that last mile of the race, then we will receive the crown of life and everlasting dwelling into the house of God. Verse 26 in uh, 1 Corinthians 9 says, Therefore I do not run like a man running aimlessly. I do not fight like a man beating the air. You see, I have a reason for running this race. I'm just not running this race uh, willy-nilly. I'm just not just running aimlessly. I'm not running it and not knowing where I'm running. I have a purpose. I'm running this race because I have a destiny to reach. I have plans that God has given me. I'm running this race because there's purpose in my life. I'm birthing something out as I'm running this race. I'm pregnant with purpose. I'm pregnant with destiny. I'm pregnant with plans. There are things that God has placed in me, and I have a reason to run this race. You see, I'm not running this race because I'm not trying to be famous or I'm trying to be popular. For you see, this race is not dancing with the stars. This is not a show where people call in and say, well, I want you, I, you know, I like Becky, so I want to keep her in uh, the race for the crown. That is not what this is all about. This is not a popularity contest to see how many people know me, how many people like me, <clears throat> excuse me, and how many people will keep me on the road towards the prize. I'm to keep myself on the road. I'm to encourage myself. I'm to build myself up in my and upon my most holy faith. I'm supposed to do that. I'm not to look to others and 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 they get me there. I have to get there because I love God for myself. You see, this is a serious, disciplined, 
and in a real race for your life. There was an old song that said, 99 and a half just won't do, but I'm running to make a 100. God is not looking for mediocre racing. He's not looking for so-so racing. But God is looking for someone that is going to run this race seriously. Know that they have a mission. Know that nothing else that that they do, nothing uh, that they see before them is going to hinder them from getting to where we are going to be. One thing about soldiers is uh, they know that they have a mission. And many of us who, who are not in the military, I was in the military due to my husband, but many who are not in the military, they don't understand why these soldiers go and give their lives for this country. I know this country may not treat a lot of them the way that they should be treated, but they know that they have a mission. They signed up for this. They said, you know what, I want to be in the military. I want to do what I can to protect this country. And If it means giving my life for this country, that's what I'm going to do. And it's the same way with us, excuse me, as Christians. We signed our names when we told Jesus Christ that we wanted him into our lives. We signed our name, or I should say he signed our name with his blood. And we told him, God, I will serve you until the end. There's a song that says, I'm a soldier in the army of the Lord. There's another verse that says, I'm going to fight until I die in the army. Do we just sing these songs or do we mean these songs when we talk about running for Jesus? I'm running for the Lord and I'm not tired yet. Is that a song or is that something that is really meaningful to you? Are these just songs to make you feel good so that you can say when you went to church, oh, we had a great time in the Lord. Oh, God blessed us. It was awesome. What do these songs mean to you? When you when Jesus signed your name with his blood, did you mean to go all the way with him? Or did you just mean to go all the way with him until a trial or tribulation came up? Many of us are running, but we're half running. We're not giving God our all. You see, we were created to worship him, like I said earlier. But instead of worshiping God, we worship our job, our money, our material possessions. Uh, We study the word. Well, we know we're to study the word, but we don't get into the word. We get into something else like Facebook and Twitter and LinkedIn or our computer games. Anything that takes our mind off of God and the race. Like I said earlier, this is not a TV show. We're not running to uh win a prize that uh can just be uh that can vanish in thin air tomorrow. But we are running this race because we're on a mission. And as I said, this is not a TV show, but we do have an audience. And this audience, it is it they encourage
run on. The Bible calls them the great cloud of witnesses. These are those who ran their race before us, and now they are seated in heavenly places with Jesus Christ, our Savior. We have the Holy Spirit who pushes us to read the word of God, who makes daily intercessions for us. Uh, in the very throne room of God, he, he sees when we fall by the wayside. He sees when we become weary. And so he begins to pray. And, and, and he begins to ask the Father to give us strength. And Jesus tells the Father, Lord, look at them. I, I see they're, they're getting weak and they're, they're, they're falling by the wayside. But look at them. Look at them through my eyes, through the blood covering of my eyes. I did this for them. And God grants all requests to give us everything we need so that we can run on. And the three of them in heaven and, and all of the angels and the, 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 the great cloud of witnesses, they're all up there saying, come on, I know you can do it. Come on, you only got a little bit further to go. The end is almost near. Don't give up now. Your, your, your victory, you, you, you're running in your victory. Your victory is here. You're more than a conqueror. Don't give up. Look at who you're praising. Look at who you're worshiping. Don't give up. He's standing right there. I remember um, <clears throat> when Stephen, who was doing a mighty work, and uh, he was preaching and teaching and talking about the goodness of God, and the 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 wise men or the the men of that time, the leaders and rulers, they did not want them teaching and preaching about God. So I believe they threw him in prison, and and then they decided his fate, and they decided to stone him to death. Now, thank God we don't go through stonings. I mean, you know, when we commit crimes, you know, we we do have a, a lethal injection or the electric chair. But people took rocks, heavy rocks, and began to throw them at Jesus. I mean, I'm sorry, at Stephen. But all Stephen could do was look up. And when he looked up, he saw Jesus. Hallelujah. Mm. Hallelujah. And Jesus stood up. Hallelujah. For Stephen, he was standing on the right-hand side of the Father, and he stood up, hallelujah, to welcome Stephen home, hallelujah. And I want to run my race so that when Jesus sees me coming, hallelujah, mm, that he could stand for me and he could say, well done, thou good and faithful servant, enter thou into the joy of the Lord. And that is why we run. Because we want Jesus to be so proud. We want him to be proud of us because the enemy is constantly telling him, constantly telling the Father, look at them, they're this and they're that. They're no good. Why don't you just destroy them and send them down there to me? Why don't you just let me take them now and destroy them? But Jesus stands in the gap for us. The Holy Spirit stands in the gap for us, and they say, Father, not so. Look at her. Yes, she did something wrong, but she's now in a mode of repentance. Don't take your hand off of her. Don't leave her. Don't leave him. Don't leave them to 
to the things of the devil. I see them. Look at them, Father. They're repenting so that when it is our time to go in, that Jesus will stand up for us and he will tell us, well done, thou good and faithful servant. So all of these are in heaven, and they're 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 pulling for us, and they're they're praying, and and they're just believing that that we're going to make it in, just like they made it in. Uh, and then we 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 uh, we see uh, a lot of times when we are when we are uh, some I don't I'm not a jogger, and I'm not a person that's ever done any running of any sort. But sometimes I see people as they're jogging, and many of them are jogging or they're running for their health purposes. And on with many of them, they might have their little uh, iPod or MP3, whatever that is. I'm sorry, I'm not all that uh, up to date on some of the uh, the little uh, recording devices or what have you. But they'll have like their iPods or something like that for music. Well, we have a built-in iPod. For when we are running our race. And this iPod that we have, it is our spirit man where we download and store the word of God for our life so that our hearts can be encouraged, so that our hearts um, can be enlightened. And so we download certain scriptures in our spirit, man, which I'm going to call tonight our iPod. So as we are running in this race, certain scriptures should start raising up in our spirit and great things should start taking place in our lives. And so you see, as we're running and we're running and we're all happy and we're excited, we just got born again and we're Saved and we're loving God and we're loving people and things are happening and then boom, we have our first trial. And it kind of causes us to falter and it kind of causes us to, to get a little weary in our running. But then because you've downloaded certain scriptures in your spirit, you hear a scripture that says, I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. And all of a sudden you, you, you feel your helper coming and, and you feel strength and your bones start uh, feeling strength and you start getting excited and you start running again and, 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 and you're moving on towards your destiny and your purpose in life. And then you hear the enemy say, who are you? Who do you think you are? You're nobody. You, 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 you have nothing. Why don't you leave this and come follow me? But then there's another scripture that kicks up that you hear as you're running, and it says, greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. And you begin to tell the devil, you know what? I'm not listening to you because the greater one lives in me. I command you to go in the name of Jesus and remove yourself from me. And then you, 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 that strength comes back, and then, 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 then the enemy comes again and tells you that you're no good, that you're nothing. But then the scripture comes up and says, I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. And then another scripture comes up and says, 
I am more than a conqueror. And then the enemy might come and tell you, you know, why is God allowing you to go through all of these things? But then you hear Jesus say, in the world you shall have tribulations, but be of good cheer, for I have overcome the world. And then the enemy might know that God has something special for you to do. Maybe he's called you into a business. Maybe he's called you into ministry. Maybe he's called you to do some other things to feed people, to start a foundation, to write a book, whatever it might be that God has given you. And the enemy tries to come along and say, it'll never happen. Um, Don't do this. This is not God saying this to you. And then you start getting fearful, and then that scripture pops up and says, for God has not given me the spirit of fear but of power and of love and of a sound mind. And then the enemy might begin to try to attack your self-esteem, but then you tell him, I am fearfully and wonderfully made. And so each time, the more you spend with God, as you begin to run your race, as you begin to run your race and you spend time with God, and as you download the scriptures in your spirit, every time the enemy comes, you've got something that will help you to run a little bit faster, help you to run a little bit uh, uh, stronger, help you to say, you know what, it doesn't matter how long this journey is. I'm just going to run. I'm going to pace myself, and I'm going to run. So you see the word of God, the Holy Spirit making intercessions for us, the great cloud of witnesses who have gone on before, they are all pulling for us in heaven. So how can we lose? We only lose when we give up. We only lose when we think that there's nobody out there uh, that cares about us. God has people out there that care. Uh, It might be people in your church. It may be your family. Uh, It could be some friends. You don't know. Sometimes God will wake up somebody in the midnight hours, 3 or 4 o'clock in the morning, who doesn't even know you, who lives in another state, maybe even another country, who he has them praying for you. So don't think that there's nobody out there that cares or that loves you or that that want that does not want to encourage you because there are people out there because we want to see you make your race and run your go run make your journey and run your race. You can always write me as I tell you every week uh at a word from God 3 at aol.com and I will in Encourage you and let you know that you're not by yourself. And then in um, what is it? It's Hebrews chapter twelve and verse one, and it says, "Wherefore, seeing we also are com- compassed about with so great a cro- I'm sorry. Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, uh, it says to let us lay aside every weight and the sin which does so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us. We are to run with patience, not being in a hurry. Why? Because we are trusting God. We have faith in God, and God has given us faith for the journey. 
For you see, it is not how fast you get there, but it is that you get there. You want to be able to move when the Spirit of God tells you to move. You want to speak when our coach, which is the Spirit of God, tells us to speak. Uh, We want to be praying and seeking and listening and doing everything that God tells us to do. We are to be doers of the word and not hearers only. When a runner runs, he doesn't carry anything weighty that can hold him down or make him tired or cause him to slow down or to feel fatigued. This doesn't mean he won't get tired. But if he paces himself for the race and for the journey, he can make it all the way to the end. Now it says in verse 27 of 1 Corinthians chapter 9, I beat my body and make it my slave so that after I have preached to others, I myself will not be disqualified for the prize. Paul is saying that we are to discipline ourselves to subject our bodies to what the Word of God says and what the Word of God tells us to do. We don't want to give up. We don't want to fall by the wayside and let, that, and let all that we do go to, go to waste. You see, until others meet Jesus for themselves, we are the only Bible that some people will ever read. Our lives must be an an example or witness to others so that they may know the true Christ. Sometimes as we run this race, you're not going to have to say one word. Why? Because your life will speak for you and others will come to you asking you, what must I do to be saved? What Paul means here is that as they begin their Christian that they began their 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 life with uh at, they began their Christian life with adder and zeal Galatians four and fifteen says, and it is asking us where is your joy, what has stopped you, what has hindered you from the things of God in your life, where is your joy, where is your gratefulness? Where is your thankfulness? What happened that stopped you cold in your race that you have now become complacent and mediocre? As I was saying a few minutes ago, our lives should be an example unto others. Our lives should be one where when people look at our life, they begin to glorify our Father, which is in heaven. We are not to take our light and hide it up under a bushel where people can't see. See, you can't just run this race in front of the saints of God, but in front of the unsaved, you become like they do. You're not running the race the way that you're supposed to do. When you do that, you become double-minded. You have a double-minded mind. And you need to begin to run your race the way that God says. Because, see, when we're double-minded, as I said, we become complacent and mediocre in our lives. We're not excited anymore. 
about the race that has been set before us. Not only do we have a great cloud of witnesses pulling for us, we also have an opposing team. These are the runners that are on the other team who are looking to destroy, distract, and stop us in any way they can. In our opening scripture, we said you were running well, but what hindered you that you should not obey the truth? What has become so important to you that you stopped running for God? And maybe you say, well, Sister Becky, you know, I'm still running. I'm just not running like I was. You know, I'm, I'm taking some time out. You know, I'm going through some things. I'm, I'm, I'm not feeling this right now. Uh, church is not that important to me. I, there are other things that I'm going after right now, and I'm running another race. That's what's hindering you because you're running in the opposite direction of the of the direction that you should be running. What has stopped you from obeying the truth, from obeying God's word? Has it has it been because maybe you know you're 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 busy on your job um, that other things are becoming more important? Well, you know I'm I, I have children and and you know I've I've got so much uh, uh, time that I have to spend with them. I have a husband. I got to spend it with him. I have a wife. I got to spend time with her. I, I got family that that takes so much of my time. I've got this, I've got that. But none of that is important when we stand before God. Because God is going to say to you, what hindered you? You were running well. And then you stopped. And you stopped obeying my truth, my word. What was so important to you that you could not be obedient to me? What was it? What became the main focus of your life? What stopped you from depending on me? You were doing so well, but then you stopped running like you were. Has it, is it, uh, is the reason that you stopped because you've become sluggish or you begin to feel beat down or has something been driving you back or placed you back into a place where you really don't want to go? Have you begun to listen to another coach? Or have you just gotten lazy and decided uh, to change the course of how you are going to run your race? Who does hinder you? Who prevented you from continuing to obey the truth? You can only be turned aside by your own consent. You're the only one that can make that choice to stop running. What is so important to you right now that you can't spend the time with God, that you can't read your word, that you can't pray, that 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 you can't uh, do the ministry that God has called you to do or do the work that God has called you to do? Are we so busy 
doing everything else that we put God in the box and put him on the shelf and we say, Lord, well, I'm going to put you right here for right now because I'm just too busy. And you're making me feel bad. You, you, you're, 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 uh, uh, you, you're doing, you're making me feel like, you know, I'm doing something wrong, which in reality you are, you know. Uh, you're, you're convicting me, Lord, and right now I just don't have time. I don't have time to repent. I don't have time to do any of the things that you want because I'm just so busy. I'll take up running the race. Next week or maybe tomorrow, but God, just you—you you, got to understand. You—you you understand my heart, Lord. You know, I'm—I'm I'm just too busy right now. So we don't have any personal time with God because we've literally taken Him, put Him in a box, set Him up on a shelf. Now we begin to get into our social media time, where we get on our Facebook. And we get on 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 our Twitter, and we get on uh, as I was saying earlier, LinkedIn and MySpace and all of these other things that keep us so well entertained. You see, I've I've had that problem where I I, I was on Facebook. And I have a game that I love to play. I I play this game all the time, but as I realized, this this game was taking me away from time that I could have been spending with the Father. Are we spending too much time watching TV? Do you know that the TV is a consumer of your time? It robs you of your time. It steals from you. When you could be spending time with God or working on your book or working uh, uh, in the ministry that God has for you or, or the foundation, Whatever it is, going back to school, whatever it is that God has you, too many times we get caught up in trivial things, things that don't matter, things that stop us from running our race. What has caused you to stop running? Is it worth not running your race to tend to this? I'm I'm a married woman, but I take my time to be with God. I'm a mother. My children are grown, but, you know, they constantly call, and I constantly call them. But I have my time that I spend with God. I love playing my computer game, and I love uh, 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 writing certain things on Facebook, and I like tweeting, but I still realize that I've got to have time with God. I do enjoy watching TV, but I still have to remember that I've got to take time to spend with God. And if I don't, I'm not hurting anybody but myself. I don't want God to look at me with with disapproval on his face. But I want him to look at me and say, "Well done." I don't want him to say to me, you were running well. Becky, what happened? Why did you stop? You knew my word. You know what the Bible said. You know what I was saying. Why would you stop right as the blessing that I promised you was coming your way? Because, see, as we keep running, 
you are going to eventually run into every blessing that God has for you. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. We're going to um, go into a song right now, and then I'm going to come back, and uh, we will go on uh, with this um with what God has for us. So enjoy this song. God bless you. Listen, for those of you that are going through, for those of us that are waiting on His promise, understand God has not forgotten you. When times get tough, you got to look up to heaven and encourage yourself and say,
praise God, wait on, hallelujah, hallelujah. Well, I don't like to leave my show without giving people an opportunity to receive Jesus Christ as their personal Lord and Savior. I know that I'm just on the radio and and I'm um, just sitting here and I'm not, there's nobody in here with me, just me and, and the Lord Jesus, but you're sitting where you are and you're able to hear me, you're able to understand what I'm saying, and I want to give you an opportunity right where you are to receive Jesus Christ. As your personal Lord and Savior Or maybe you're in a backslidden condition And maybe you need to come back home And maybe you need God to just say You know what, I, I, I love you And, and it's okay, I'm, I'm, I forgive you I don't care what you've done I just want you back home I don't care what you've done I want you to accept me for the first time Because you were running well Or maybe you were running for that other team But for those that need to be uh, um, Give their lives back to Christ Or be rededicated Want to rededicate their life Maybe you were running well And somewhere along the, the road You stopped for whatever reason Something happened Maybe it was something happened at church Something happened on your job Maybe you lost somebody Maybe Maybe uh, you're mad at God Whatever it might be Don't let that stop you From coming back home And being with God Because God loves you So much And there is There's an old song that says There is room at the cross for you There's always time As long as you're on this side or if you, as long as you're above the ground, there's always time to come back home. For those of you that don't know the Lord, don't wait any longer. Give Jesus a chance. The scripture says that we are to admit that we are sinners, that we have disobeyed God. Sin separates us from God. And perfect man cannot come into the presence of a perfect God. John 1 and 8 says, If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. So what God is saying is to repent, be sorry for, and turn from your sins to a new life in Christ. Repent, therefore, and be converted, that your sins may be blotted out. Acts 13, I'm sorry, Acts 3 and 19, to know that you can have your sins blotted out, that they are thrown as far as the east is from the west, and your sins and iniquities, God's word says he will not remember anymore. Then I want you to know that salvation is available only through Jesus Christ. Jesus said unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes unto the Father but by me. For there is one God and one mediator between God and man, 
the man Christ Jesus. Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. Then number four, we need to accept the free gift of eternal life through Christ. You cannot earn salvation by your own effort. The scripture says, for the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. For by grace are you saved through faith, that not of yourselves it is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. And then Romans 10, 9 and 10 says, that if you shall confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and shall believe in your heart, I'm sorry, and and shall believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. For with the heart man believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. And then over in Revelations chapter 3, verse 20, it says, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hears my voice, and opens the door. I will come into him, and I will sup with him, and he with me. If you realize what that one is saying, it says he stands at the door and knocks. And he says that if you will open the door, many of you have seen that picture where Jesus is standing at the door knocking, but there's no, there's not a knob there for um, anyone to for Jesus to open that door the knob is on the inside where the person is and they have to open that door I want you to know today that God loves you so much and I know that you're seeing all of this stuff that's going on in the world and you're saying how can God love me with the way things are with how I act with the things that I do you know, I'm unlovable. Nobody can love me. People have told me that I'm unlovable, that I'm not somebody that they can love. But see, that's man saying that God loves you. He loves you with an everlasting love. I have a picture that says, uh, a picture that says, uh, God loved me so much. And it shows Jesus' arms stretched out wide. And it says he loves me so much that he hung his head and he died for me. I want you to know tonight, if you were the only person on this earth that needed a Savior, that Jesus would have come and he would have died just for you. You are special to God tonight. You mean something to God. You're not something that can be thrown away or or look down upon. It doesn't matter what man says and thinks about you. It's all about Christ. He loves you so much that he's standing at your door, knocking on your heart, and saying, Come unto me, all of you that are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. There's rest in Christ Jesus. There's rest in him. There's love in him. There's 
peace in him. And I'm not going to tell you that every day is going to be howdy, howdy, and every day is going to be sunshine and, and roses because it's not. You're going to go through some things. Reason why? Because the enemy will be mad that he lost you. He'll try to attack you. But you can go through. It's better to go through your trials and tribulations with Christ than to go through trials and tribulations and there's no God standing or sitting beside you. God loves you on tonight. So won't you pray with me? Invite Christ into your life. You can do this either if you are backslidden or if you are a new convert to Christ. Let us pray. Dear God, I confess that I am a sinner and I am so sorry. I need a Savior. I know that I cannot save myself. I believe by faith that Jesus, your son, died on the cross to be my Savior. I believe he rose from the grave to live as my Lord. I turn from my sin, and I ask you, Lord Jesus, to forgive my sin and come into my heart and save me. I trust you as my Savior and receive you as my Lord. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. Now, if you prayed that prayer, and you believe that prayer with your heart, and you spoke it in faith, you are now saved. You are now back home. And if you were a backslider, I say welcome home to you. If you are a new convert, a new person in Christ, I say the same to you, welcome home. And I also say to you to find yourself a good Bible teaching church. And if you're not sure what type you know, what church to go to, write me, email me at a word from God 3 at AOL.com, and I will help you find a church in your area, a church that will uh, love you and feed you and teach you the word of God in power and strength and with great anointing that you can grow, that you can become that powerhouse that God has called you to be. Well, I am so, so, so honored and so thankful that you have tuned in uh, to a word from God tonight with me. It has truly, truly been a blessing. I I tell you, I, I missed doing this in the last few weeks. Uh, as I said, I was I went back to school. And um, uh, I was just, I was quite busy doing different things with my class. And then we had our women's conference. And um, uh, I'm telling you, we had such a, a awesome, awesome time uh, at our women's conference. And um, uh, God just blessed us. We, our theme was renewing our passion. And I tell you, my passion was truly, truly, truly renewed and I am so thankful to what God has done and what God is doing in my life. It is always a pleasure to come before you and to share a word from God 
with you. I tell you, it it means the world to me. I I thank you for those of you who called in to listen. I, I know it takes a lot just to sit on the phone and listen to someone speak for a couple of hours, but I want you to know I thank you so much. I appreciate you so much. And um, write me and let me know what you think. Uh, um, uh, and give me a word of encouragement because I do need those from time to time. It is just such an honor to just uh, have you to tune in and to listen. So uh, we're going to get ready and go. The time is winding up. I'm just so honored again and so thankful. I want to say thank you for tuning in to A Word From God on blogtalkradio.com. I am your radio host, evangelist Rebecca Collier Hagler, saying thank you for joining us. May God richly bless all of your endeavors for him. See you next week. God bless you and have a good night.
Go ahead.